Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Exciting and new. Go online. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Fiance. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 day Beyonce. Marrying someone you only met on your phone. Be they French or Chinese, a brand new K-1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, Poodle? To love. It's reality, yes. Let's love. So after meeting Kaka, uh, I had several thoughts. Um, and after my, after my dinner with Cacao, uh, and then um, after my Cocker Spaniel meeting, I did not know what <laughs> to think about Cuckoo. Cockerel and Cuckoo. Cockerel. Caca Cuckoo. Yo, Jesse <laughs> is like Maddie and can't come up with someone's name. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It didn't bother me, but I did keep I kept watching this and I'll go, Cuckoo, Cuckoo, where's my seal? Cuckoo, you wanna go to Columbia? You wanna go to Columbia and get some and get some coffee? Maybe have some have some white power. They go crazy because of the white powder. White power. Powder. Oh Not boy. That's a different Yo, that's Columbia, this, South Carolina. <laughs> that is Columbia, South Carolina. Y'all, this is single life. Single life. I don't know the episode. It's season two, episode seven, but I don't know what the title is. It's called You Give Love a Bad Name. You give love you a give bad name. Shout through the oh, blame. Oh Lord. All right. We're remote. Hopefully but goat. this goes well, y'all, because we're remote but go. Poodles in South Carolina. It's uh I hate to tell you, Poodle, but your screen's very pixelated now. You ah! look like 1987 porn. Turn off so our video. Hopefully everyone can hear this. I you know what I think it is. I think it's all the antlers in the background that are interfering <laughs> with the signal. Here, I'm turning off my video. How do I do this? 
How do I do this? No, we Is that can't. It? We are. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Turn yeah, off yeah, the video. yeah. There you go. Okay. We're going to do it without the video. Look at us. Maybe this will be a little bit better. Um, okay. Y'all. So Poodles in South Carolina, get thoughts and prayers for Poodle because <laughs> Mother Poodle's coming in hot, I'm sure. Uh, she's, I'm sure. She's been, um, she's been in rare form. Yeah, it's been it's been a couple of days. Y'all, we're doing this show on Christmas Eve. This is Christmas Eve, so I'm sure this is the pinnacle of anxiety for her. Yeah, she's she woke up. I woke up this morning, and there was just I woke up. I walked up the stairs, and I just hear. It's like her version of uh, the Tasmanian Devil, and. The thing is, she's only bringing the salad to my brothers tonight. It's just going to be me and my my two parents and my brother and his kids because I've not allowed anybody else there because of COVID, and uh, and everyone's vaxxed. And uh, but she's just still and my brother's making everything and she's making the salad, but she's still it is her anxiety is at an eleven. And it is, it's something. Let's just say that. Well, I enjoy that we're about to start the podcast and Poodle said, I hope you can't hear the gunshots. <laughs> There's someone hunting behind us. Because <laughs> I live in a very rural, my hunting. parents live in a very rural area. Right. Uh, and I, occasionally I just hear rifle shots. So I'm just trying to decide if I want to duck or I don't know. So hopefully no stray all- bullets come through the window. Hope let's hope so. Um, before we start, Poodle, I just want to say I have an early Christmas gift for you. Um, um, that I think you will enjoy. Okay, I bet it better be expensive. Well, it is not for you, but for me because y'all, I was typing the other day and I went to set down because I went to set down my computer because one of honestly one of my Christmas ornaments just wasn't hanging just right and I just wanted to adjust it on the tree <laughs> fastidious queen <laughs> and put it right because it was t- touching one of my bubble lights so I had to get everything situated those are fire so I set hazards my computer down quickly oh they're not and so I set the computer down and then I came back and my computer screen was just black with a couple of lines in it. So I'm working now for my old computer that doesn't have any of my programs, but whatever. Well, so I take it to the Apple store this morning on Christmas Eve, and the guy says, oh, something impacted it. And I went, huh? And he said, yeah, something hit your computer. And I went, what? I said, I didn't hit anything. I didn't set it down. I said, he's like, well, did you set it down kind of quickly? I said, maybe. And he's like, well, sometimes that can cause damage, but it's clear something hit your computer. And then he looked at me and said, you might want to get a case. Oh! After all that, after I've been called clumsy and uh, <laughs> someone has mandated there's a case for my computer, boy, this is <laughs> this is a Christmas gift for me. God, you're welcome. I'm giving that to with you. Your, with your big so now Lenny I, from of mice and men hands. It's true. So now I just spent $100. Thank God I have Apple Care to get my screen fixed. And I'll get it in 10 days. So here's to hoping. Wait, so you just put down your computer a little roughly and it fucking broke? I, I, I guess. I guess it hit something. I put it on a lap desk and it kind of slid down. But nothing... 
I didn't know of anything that hit it, but it like totally this computer, this last computer I bought is a it's been a fucking lemon. I've so, dropped mine anyway. like seven times. <laughs> Nothing's happened. Maybe it's because I, I have a case that, on it. That's what that's what Well, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Anyway, I'm glad I had that it, idea. It's a lemon. Let's Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. See, you're um, welcome. That's the only Christmas gift you're getting from me. <laughs> Righteous anger. Um, I like yes, it. Let's do this. Um, let's let's talk about this is this is this is single life episode blob episode seven. You give love a bad name. Seven. I think. I think next week is the finale. What? Really? There's usually only eight episodes of single life, right? Isn't there eight or is there ten? Oh, maybe there's ten. I think there's 10. You know, I don't know. I'm wrong. I'm going to step back. You know, I'm going to make, I'm going to get more of an education. I'm going to investigate this a little bit more before I put an opinion about it. There you go. Smart. Um, There you go. So go ahead, Poodle. You start. So y'all remember we don't cover Big Pred, um, but let's just start out with Jesse and Yennefer um, in this, in this fake romance that we are desperately trying to make real and make us care about um and it really is the more i think about this whole story it it does feel like you know when you watch those kind of sitcom pilots that would come on and the half hour after some show like friends and it would always be like dave's journey It's like now premiering after Friends, and it would always be a premise that you didn't really care about, but you'd watch it because what else is there to watch? This is before streaming, and you're and- dead on. You're dead <laughs> on. That's exactly what this show is. Exactly. Yeah, they were called like Dave Journey, or it was like, or like, uh, uh, or like, literally uh, just like mom raising kids, like yeah. the worst titles ever. Carol's second act, which I think that actually was a Patricia Heaton vehicle, but boy, that's definitely one of those 30 minute fillers. Yeah. Um, And they all Mm -hmm. say, and all their, their tentative titles are always until something better comes along. Here you go. Uh, Cause they were almost always canceled mid season, but that's what this relationship is like. (laughs) Yes. Yes. No yes, one yes. cares. No one cares about any of these characters. Even the premise is old. What is what is in, what is kind of cringe is watching these somewhat robotic people try to access what they think are feelings, and that's the cringiest aspect of it all. It is pretty cringe. I know. Um, yeah. Give me more cacao. Cacao. Uh, oh, I know. No cacao. Caca. Uh, Cuckoo Magoo. Y'all, he knows what he's doing Cock- on his Instagram. It's worth watching. Worth following. Uh, Ring. Did know- you hear, by the way, this is to Oh, sorry, y'all. We're on a little bit of a delay, so we're kind of talking over a little bit, so bear with us. But um, did you see that? This is a little bit of news, but did you see that Georgie is now on OnlyFans? I did see that. Have you um, – has anyone checked it out yet? I, I'm sure he won't show penis. Um. You know, I want to be honest. In the sake of research for our fans, I signed up for a month because I wanted to see what this guy's showing. Uh, so you know what? What's nothing? Nothing. It's just like swimsuit, swimsuit photos. So right now, y'all, there's no Georgie cock. 
I'm good. I've already unsubscribed, so I won't get billed again next month. And then uh, we'll see what's going to happen down the line. But I think this is a nail in the coffin that Darcy would never allow Georgie to be on OnlyFans. She would freak out. I agree with you there. Yeah. You're done. Um, done. So, oh, that's that's kind of sad. But it, let's be honest. Did we really think this was ever going to work? No, and it's kind of like when you see the flash, getting back to this, when you see, you know, their boxing and all this stuff. But when you see Jesse talk about, like, uh, the whole point of this is, y'all, they're boxing and basically, you know, Jennifer's saying, you have all my attention now. And Jesse says, you know, I just cannot be with someone who is lying. You know, I don't I don't need – lying causes dysfunction. And then they do cut back to some of him and Darcy's fight. And we love Darcy. She is our queen. But you always forget, oh, yeah, Darcy's crazy. <laughs> she is. And, and also she loves she the – she loves the the drama of the fighting. You liar! You never love me. She she loves all she of loves that. It. Um, and he basically says, you know, um, I'm just really concerned that two months ago you were dating, and so you were you were just kind of like explored it, and and Jennifer's sitting there like almost y'all. I do this so I know what this is. She's just kind of making posy faces at him, like, mm, mm, mm. and she is the she is the personification of coyness because she loves it that he's actually slightly jealous. And anyone else would have had when their when their ex boyfriend, or even if they dated a little bit, anyone else when they brought Kakwa to the table would have said, "You know what, Kakwa, you're not going to be here because I have a new relationship." This is all about her creation of attention for herself. Yes, agreed. Agreed. She's being Sorry, coqueto, I, as they say. She's being the coqueto. Yes, I'm, uh, or co- coqueta for the for the the, the feminine version, which is Jake's drag name when he is in <laughs> South America. Coqueta Gonzalez at your service. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so she's, but I'm saying she's loving it. She's, she's loving him having this conversation. She's loving Mm -hmm. him talk, like worrying, worrying about whether she's going to get back with him. She's just, this is, and, and he, he can't see it because he's not a human being. He doesn't have, he doesn't have, he's only thinking about an Instagram. Yeah. Uh, oh so, yeah, he's not a human being, and she's someone that wants someone to fight for her. She wants yeah. that that kind of attention. So yeah, but um, uh, but she anyway, says y'all, she, they're eating some they're eating some ant. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, poodle. Ant ass. Yeah. Uh, now this is a this is this is when this show became Fear Factor. Uh, all of a sudden, and and this is another thing, you guys. This is another test that she wants, almost macho test that she wants Jesse to pass. Because I guarantee you, Tim could have never done Tim, y'all. <laughs> Tim could have never eaten an ant ass. I'm pretty sure, because it's not easy. I don't being cheesy. It's not. <laughs> I don't think you could have. Hold my vape pen. <laughs> No, he couldn't have. He would not have eaten an, oh, an ant. Um, uh, and she would have I she really, would have pouted and gotten angry. 
she would pat it, got angry. And I was really upset at myself, honestly, because when Jesse's talking about eating ass, I got turned on. Oh, I, he is the least sexual human being for me. I can't even see him in that way. I just thought it was so pandering. Like, like, he, like oh. that's how he read a book on how do people make uh, jokes about sexual things? So I will, this is when I make joke about being ass, eating ass. Like, that's what it felt like. It was, it was a little hot to me, but maybe that's because people have called my ass a lubies or first cafeteria before. So maybe I'm a whore. First cafeteria. What the hell is that? A furs cafeteria. You oh, a been furs. To a furs? No, I've never been to a furs. Oh, I love a good furs. I think they're is all closed a, now. Is that a Midwestern chain? Maybe. I mean, we have Luby's too, but there was furs for a while. It was kind of like it, it wasn't like Ryan's. It was more like a total Luby's, like with a buffet but you know i went to a lubies with my dad when we were in houston and i was so excited he wanted to go and i was so ex so excited to go to a lubies because i hadn't been to one in 20 years and then i remembered there's a reason why i haven't been to one in 20 years <laughs> i thought they were i thought they were all Not the lubies closed well they did close after that shooting in texas there was like a shooting killed a bunch of people but I, that didn't help them sorry y'all southern story <laughs> Anyway, um, maybe anyway. maybe you like Luby. You liked Luby's because it had the word lube in it. Maybe, but Jesse does say to her, "She's like, do you like these ants?" He's like, "I love that baby." And then he does say, "I love eating your ass." I again, it doesn't feel sexy to me. It feels like kind of like how we talk, and you you say four jokes, and the. Two before it were mildly funny, and the third one was awful, and the fourth one just kind of hurts my soul. That's what all of Jesse's jokes are like. That was a read, and <laughs> it's Christmas Eve, and I'm not going to say anything. Um, yeah. But maybe. So maybe. They, they're they having dinner with her mother, because why not? Why not? We've, we've Leon, done everything Le in a Leon, week. Leonardo. Leonardo. Why yeah. not? Why, why not have dinner with gorgeous. her mother? We we still think that she's the same age as us. Okay, she her is mother. because I we forget Poodle Jennifer is twenty five years old. Like my nephew is twenty. I have a nephew that's twenty three, and Jesse's thirty 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 one something like that. No, but yes, Jennifer's mother I think is probably forty two years old. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Because she well, had her she young, looks so great. I just wanted, yeah. She looks great. She does. <clears throat> she does. And so uh, I, I noticed this when they were in the car. Like Darcy, Yennefer always has something to drink, whether it's a smoothie or a juice. And you know how Darcy would always have a coffee with a straw? She's always got something. Yeah, because they want that guy to think about their dick being in their mouth. It's all, it's all, I would thought that's like rule, rule number four of like Poodle's notebook of what you're, I feel like you're always putting something in your mouth, just looking at a guy going. It, mm, 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 mm. It's why I, it's why I always carry around a pickle. I'm always sitting there with a pickle. <laughs> Poodle's so like, got a pickle that? jar, y'all. He just carries it around. <laughs> 
People's like, what's that? You just had a meal. Just me, me eating my pickle. Just me, like, <laughs> seductively licking my pickle. <laughs> Y'all, Mother Poodle's oh, wrapping boy. presents. And at the phrase, licking my pickle, she did look up. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Okay. We better get going before a poodle gets kicked oh, out Jay of Bird, the house. What are you talking um, on that podcast about? Right. Uh, so mom so, basically is giving there's sitting down to eat and mom is basically she's going to give the third degree and so she's because she's basically already said to the camera she said long distance relationships really don't work so he's got to show who he is and i love that they're sitting down and eating and then the mom says you know we do this in the south where we'll just say we'll be having a meal and then like my aunt aunt darla will say all right can we just gossip a little bit <laughs> I, I right. did they I, do that in your family? My not necessarily my immediate family. My aunts and uncles will though, and my mother will be like, oh, "Here we go," and uh, and then everyone else will lean in. So yeah, but they they do that in their family more more than my when my mother does yeah. gossip. She's like, "I saw so and so in the grocery store the other day," and it usually has some angle about, "Oh, she looked terrible." Uh, and it's something about how either she was, it, yes, it, it all goes back to a couple things. Either she was right about something or this person used to date my father. She looked awful. She's just big as the side of a barn. <laughs> oh, wow. She, yeah, wow. she, my mother holds a special hatred for all the women my father dated before her. Even though she's been married, even to him though for, she's been married to him for yes, fifty years, yes, forty-eight years, yeah. As I was reminded the other day, you—that means that that she's telling you and your brother, you better start planning this. You need to start planning her anniversary like in six months. No, I'll send them somewhere <laughs> to a secluded, <laughs> secluded cabin. So just drop them off like naked and afraid, and see if they can find their way back. <laughs> You know what? Your mom it's could. Your, your dad probably would die, but your mom would make it. It's she would. She's 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 motivated that way. Um, just drop him off from a helicopter. So, it's a, it's a wilderness vacation. Wilderness. Now, Leonardo, she's she starts asking things like, "When did you start seeing each other?" And I mean, basically, the it's nothing really big that comes out at first. She's like, when did you see each other? When, what's going to happen when you leave? And she stays and Jesse's like, I work remote, not a big deal. And, but can I just point out the fact that her mother to, there are two sides. There are two ways to see this, that her mother already knows about Jesse and already knows a lot about him because they've been quote unquote talking for two years or, mm-hmm. Uh, and that we're we're recreating it for the cameras, which is possible, or mm-hmm. Jennifer has never brought him up at all, and this is all a fucking sham. That that's that's kind of where I am. And there was another gunshot. I don't know if I can hear it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear it. Um, okay, <laughs> I think Jennifer. I wow, wow. It's like I I'm on the Gaza Jennifer Strip. Is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Too soon. Um, I think Jennifer's <laughs> mother. <laughs> wow. I think yes, Jennifer's mother is on a need to know basis. And I think that Jennifer probably was like a wild child and um, probably I bet you they 
go they go around and around. Yeah, I guess I just it's it it seems weird that this man is meeting her daughter or for the first time, and then he in the same breath says, "I'm in love with your daughter," and the mother just yeah, goes, it's "Totally mm, weird." Hmm. Mm. And Jennifer sits there again and goes, hmm, hmm. There's nothing. There's not even a, I'm embarrassed that I can't say it back to him. And the, the, her her answer is, well, you know, I just, it's going to take a while to, I don't know what these feelings that I have are. I have to figure out my feelings. What is this feeling? Oh, right. I don't have them oh, no. because I'm not really. I don't I'm, have them. I'm. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of it's not that it's not that she's not an actual human being. It's that she has suppressed all vulnerability for some type of Instagram fame. Uh and or oh, sure. or where she's sure. or she's never tried to know what's actually in there. That's the other option. Possibly. All right, let's wrap I don't them know. up before I, I fall asleep talking about them. But but I um, aren't they aren't they just slight? I have a slight morbid curiosity because from a psychiatric perspective, it's almost interesting watching these two people try to form what they think is a relationship, and it's not. I, no, that is my favorite. My, my favorite parts about ninety day fiance is either you're going to get people like Debbie, or um, people like Debbie or um, who did we have who, uh, who else or like Sinjin who are real people on real journeys. And so it's that kind of anthrop voyeuristic anthropology aspect of psychology, or you get the cuckoo magoos and you're going to see how do people literally with kind of uh, uh, with these kind of psychoses or I don't know, nothing's diagnosed here, but we do have a background, but how do they adapt to this? So yes, that is interesting. And me, and you bring up a, that's a great segue because we see kind of the dysfunction of Jesse is that Jesse in front of Jennifer's mother says, well, here's the deal. Uh, I'm in love with your daughter and I'm the happiest man alive. And mom goes, <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's what? Because even she's like, what is happening? It's love bombing. Yeah, it's – and th this is not a symptom of a good relationship. And we all kind of know in the back of our mind this isn't really a relationship. This is like some type of deal that was struck via email that they would do. Yes. And, and, they, and they have convinced themselves there's actual feelings here. Almost – uh, yep. Almost in a very elaborate delusion. I really do believe both of them believe it in a way. I think I think this relationship could actually go the distance because it becomes a very <laughs> much as uh, a no, really, because it becomes like a, a relationship of um, convenience and a relationship of almost kind of like an agreement. Like, let's just I can see them wanting to, like, in, help each other's careers and things like that. I mean, they already have their calendar, y'all. You can buy your Jesse and Yennefer calendar for sale. <laughs> no, it's just it's so interesting. Yeah, exactly. Because we could we could talk about I, I agree with you that they could go. They could be be they could they have some longevity because they would not have the normal uh, emotional issues to deal with. Because there's just nothing, there's nothing at stake. Yeah. 
It would fall apart when Jesse wanted to be with someone else because Jennifer would freak out. Yeah, it would be bad. Unlike someone like Debbie, because um, Debbie, y'all, just wants – Debbie just wants someone to love. Somebody just wants to someone love. to love. Dumb barbecue sauce. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're going to take a commercial break. Uh, if you're listening, uh, for when this comes out on the free feed, we're going to take a commercial break. If you're on the Patreon, we're just going to keep going. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but... That all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? Or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. <laughs> I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See... Now that I'm putting myself out there... No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. <gasps> you pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um, important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. 
Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Song Finch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Song Finch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash reality gaze and start your song after you purchase you'll be prompted to add spotify streaming for your original song for free a 50 dollar value again our url is songfinch.com slash reality gaze don't forget to share your song with us too songfinch.com slash reality gaze now gary play us out with a little bit of our songfinch original song to all our queens Open, find your happy. Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners. We know you get tired of waiting. Reality Gaze is coming to you. So no more complaining. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. Have hope, have hope. Keep going, queens. Oh, Mom, I think we got stood up. Can we go kill somebody now, please? Pee-wee, what are we going to do with your bloodlust? I thought when we killed that drifter last week, it was going to be enough. It was, Mom. For a day. Oh, Pee-wee, what am I going to do with you? <laughs> You're cute, though. <laughs> Y'all, Mother Debbie got stood up, and I was emotionally invested and upset for her. I was, too. But I'm even more excited about what I saw in the preview for next week, 
when they do some, her and her friend Aubrey do some digging and they turn into armchair detectives and I would watch this show with Debbie and Aubrey. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to say something and I'm scared because you said this already and so you're thinking it and I'm going to say what I thought. The problem is, is y'all, Jake and I, we manifest. We manifest things. Like Mother Debbie's only on the single life because we said it. And yep. um, there's been other things. I can't remember. We also them all manifested, now, but, manifested, but I'm telling Jason you, I wrote, dying. <laughs> Actually, that was COVID, not we us. We did. Um, that was COVID. <laughs> you think you do all the work? <laughs> Miss COVID does some stuff too when you ain't looking. <laughs> but um, sometimes anyway, Miss COVID does good work. I. <laughs> sometimes she kind of does um i wrote holy shit what's wrong with me i would watch the family culty oh me too i would actually if maybe if cult wasn't on it because he's still there i think i still think it may be that cult does not know how to act on the show because when cult is on the the tell-alls you kind of see a little bit more of a normal personality but on the show i think he's trying so hard to make a story out of it um but maybe just vanessa possibly maybe just vanessa debbie and uh and her friend aubrey (laughs) that i would watch maybe but see because because i like i like vanessa and so seeing vanessa like with trying of them trying to interact with colt is like I don't know. It's really enjoyable. By the way, y'all, so there's some there's a place being torn down across the street from me. And so now there's some squatters in there. They've been trying to kick them out. But I don't know how, but they got a hold of a moped. So if you hear a really loud moped in a little bit, that's because <laughs> they're driving by and I apologize. The I squatters know, have a moped? In Los Angeles. We got to get you out of that I don't know how they got it. But they, they, yeah, they, good for them, I guess. They have something to get to. So anyway, let's talk about Debbie. Let's jump into this. Um, She is, she's getting, she's getting, they're looking at another apartment and her date with, second date with Jay is tonight. And Debbie's like, I want to, I want to go out uh, zip lining. I want to go to, uh, uh, I want to go zip lining. I want to go, you know, all kinds of stuff. Line dancing, do a line maybe. Y'all, Debbie's lived a life. She's done a lot of drugs, and I respect her for it. Honestly, she came out through. She came through it. Um, boy, um, Poodle, uh, we don't live in Las Vegas. We live in Los Angeles. So Las Vegas sissies. I don't know what it's called. What is it called? If you're a Vegasian, I don't know what it's called. You're. A, I don't know what people a vegan Las Vegas are called. <laughs> but um, a vegan, a vegan, which Vegas just then looks like vegan, which is great too. Vegas sissies. Vegas sissies. Um, uh, come at us if you're a Vegas sissies and ask us what can you rent in Las Vegas with a budget of five hundred dollars less a month. What the fuck? Like, I are I'm, rents still five hundred dollars a month? I mean, you can uh, you can get a shithole in like Oklahoma. For $500 a month. So I think you probably can't get anything in Las Vegas for probably like a thousand a month. And well, she said her and this place was $750, y'all. And it wasn't, it was in a sketch neighborhood. And and the real estate agent, she's mm-hmm. like, hi, this 
looks like a new a cri- floor. Come on in. I and someone and this, and I do know someone. Hi, my name's Christy. I'm wearing an actual cape. I'm wearing an actual <laughs> cape in a hovel in a in a in a bug infested. But you know what? I'm a realtor and I'm going to be on TV. And my name's Christy and I'm going to get a sale. Y'all, did you see how Christy's eyes kept darting around the room like she was afraid there was a spray of bullets were going to come at any time? Yeah. It was not good. There was a taser or a handgun in that cape. I know there was. <laughs> I know there was. It was. She was y'all, ready. Did you, did you notice the doors, the chairs propped up under doors? <laughs> yes. And just like the, and just like the, the over, and the gro- outside was an overturned, um, grocery cart but then just like a just like a sad child's toy turnover as if some some little girl was out playing in the yard and her mom lorinda came out and said tammy g tammy g it's time to go let's go right now (laughs) tammy g let's go and she just she said okay mama she just popped off that tricycle and left we got to get away from your grandfather Lorenda's got a story. Um, I, I will say there are very few things creepier to me than old turned over children's toys that you can tell have not been played with in a while. Agreed. There's just something about Agreed. them for me that it also is infinitely sad and also feels like disrepair. Uh, or who did said this place is despair? Is it is it, is it Mama Bill Cosby? Uh, this place is just in despair. Yeah, <laughs> it's in despair. Despairware of Uh But yeah, this place what this place was in despair. This this uh, this neighborhood. And y'all, I liked it when they're like, oh, what are those What are those uh, pieces of plywood? Well, the windows were boarded up because we had a really bad squatter problem. <laughs> this Again, real estate agent is like, boy, I'm going to make a nice sale. That moped just drove by. <laughs> this real estate agent is like, I'm going to make a sale if my life depends on it. If I have to take a bullet y'all, in my arm. Yeah, if you're in Las Vegas, you need to fucking use Christy because she's going to work for you. <laughs> I just like it. And you she can tell her, she though, did not want to be there. Like, this is never. No, not at all. But she kind of also then said at the end, she's like, well, I'm going to leave. Uh, I'm going to go in my uh, locked car and just wait. You let me know what you think. And but she says to the camera, she says, there's there's n- nothing in her budget that she wants. There's nothing in her budget. And then, so Colt and Debbie kind of have this conversation, but I thought they were going to have an actual, I was confused, Poodle. Is Colt, I forgot, are they moving? They're, oh wait, they are moving. He wants to move into a new house and start again, right? He, yeah, he wants to move out. And he said, he told her he's moving out. My, my solution, because I think he has a well-paying job um, in, in IT for gaming. I think it's still, And I think this is probably what's going to happen. I just think this is a plot point of the show that we're having to rehash, even though we know it's not really important. I'm sure he's just going to pay because she's probably fixed income with retirement. Uh, But I'm certain she's he's going to wind up paying for her a place to stay. Come on. Come on. Yeah, he'll either play for his place to stay or they'll get like a guest house behind. But I really think they want their own. So I feel like she'll be on it. I think he's going to take care of her. Of his mom, because I don't I, think Debbie. He's not going to kick his mom out of the house. She worked a lot like. 
No, because she worked a lot, like, as Debbie said, waiting tables and bartending, which are great, hardworking jobs, but they also don't. It's not like she's getting a pension or anything. No, no. She probably doesn't have a ton of retirement. And you, know, this is another thing that I actually love about her storyline, which is so um, – this is what – just what I learned a lot about this, um, uh, just working in running – I specialized a lot in, like, aging queer adults and stuff. But there's a lot of people you don't think about. There are a lot of Americans – I mean, I'm just, I can only speak to Americans, but that are kind of in Debbie's situation where – they don't really have a lot of retirement and social yeah. security is kind of it. And housing has gone so sky high in this country. A lot of them get displaced and have nowhere to go. And if they don't have kids, like if Poodle and I don't get our shit together, why do you think Poodle's there visiting the nephews and nieces? Hopefully one of them will take care of it. <laughs> exactly. Ass. That's, that's my plan. <laughs> no, I've, I've told, <laughs> I told, I told one of my nephews, I said, one of you has me. I told I told the the oldest one I said, guess what? Um, I don't know if what, one of you one of yous I said I'm not going to have any kids because uh, they asked me one time when I would when I would have I'm like I'm not going to have any kids uh, and one and one they kind of looked at me and were confused and I said no you guys are plenty for me and then they thought then it, then thought it was great um, but I told my oldest nephew I said someone's getting me in the will. Uh, when I said, you know, I, I said, when, when my parents are, when my parents are dead, I'm going to spend time with y'all. And my, and my, my niece say, don't say that. I'm like, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. And then they're going to die. And your niece is going to spend all this time taking care of you. And in her will, she's going to get a 1970 or 1979 bottle of gin. That's been half drunk and a used butt plug. <laughs> And ten dollars, a vintage butt plug. <laughs> okay, sure. You can sell sure. it on eBay. Sure, sure. Yes, God um, bless them. Um, so, yeah, so let's no, talk about her day. So they, her and Colt talk well, but nothing happens. But you're, I just want to say you're, you're right about it. Is kind of it the way a culture treats its elders is very representative and oh. we don't in this in this country we just we've had, had a bad history of that and think about think about like we're doing Pedro really? and Chantal right now on our um on our class lists uh and how the her, her family could not understand why they'd even send money back and well why should why should his family live in a three bedroom apartment and you live in this and just this idea of uh so what about the parents so what about elders and and pedro says that's just the way it is in my country you you give your mom i'm i'm the only man in my family i'm gonna send them money and uh it's just it's just not like that uh in this country and also even in asian countries there's so much reverence for um, grandparents and things like that. We just don't have that. It's a shame. No, we don't. It is a shame. Not that, not that, okay. not that, not, not that I won't put a little drool on my father's chin at one point and says, yeah, you're going to, you're going to salty towers, <laughs> salty towers. Um, 
But <laughs> that's what's so gut-wrenching to me about, and just like you said, Debbie is a heart of this show, y'all, because her and Colt have a talk to kind of not decide anything. So Debbie then is getting ready for this second date with with um, Jerry or what it red nose. Jay. 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 The red nose loser. Um, and so a, a lot of people, y'all went crazy. Former resident of Toad Hall. Former resident of Toad Hall. Y'all went crazy on what his secret is. A lot of you think that he, um, what was some good ones? Somebody said that obviously that he was, I think, and this could be some, a lot of people thought he was still married. That is a good one. That is a good um, one. I... I I think he mentioned he'd been some people said they thought he was a virgin and I I think that he'd either been incarcerated before or has some type of big hit history from his past of being of some kind of a crime um uh or maybe just a financial crime or something like that uh that's what I was thinking that's why they could see it they had, they could see the records I, of I it I could see that I can um, see that. So I know. I think that you're right. So Debbie's getting ready for y'all. Debbie comes down. She looks great. The, the the blouse is a little too young for me, but at the same time, she pulls it off. And it, and her shorts and her legs look great. I love it's her shoes. a little it's a little black velvet for me. the The blouse is a little black velvet for me. Um, I I love and, the little shorts, the, shorts with the legs. Like I love that part. It was great. Her makeup looked fantastic. She looks, her legs look great. Her yeah, her yeah. hair looks great. So she's uh, sitting down there with Vanessa and Colt getting ready for her date. And thirty minutes later, we're just sitting there, y'all. Oh. And apparently she hadn't Is there a phone ringing in the about... background? Is there a phone announcing <laughs> yes, someone? Yes. Is it saying yes, Jerry yes, calling? Call call from <laughs> oh. my parents have this really loud. Wow, and my it's just someone's going to be in the next room. Like my father said, "Why did you get that? <laughs> what am I doing?" Oh, God, I got yelled at from like, "Why don't you answer that?" I'm like, "Why should I answer a call that's like a telemarketer call?" We got to get you out of there. <laughs> we got to get you out of there, y'all. I swear to God, if for some reason I come down with uh with um uh, Omicron. I'm going to a hotel. I, I can't stay here. No. I just can't you stay here. Don't tell days. your mother you have Omicron. Just say you're leaving. Let her and take your rental car. <laughs> and instead of the airport, just drive to Charleston and get you a nice bread and breakfast. No, I'm going to be out in the middle of nowhere because no, no one can no one could be near me. <laughs> I guess that's true. All right. Oh, oh God, my father's coming back in. Hopefully he doesn't come in here and bother me. Um, Cause I did not get to tell him I was doing a podcast. Well, we'll see for you. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> I mean, basically y'all, the thing I is, have, she, I, I'm, Oh God. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I just said, Oh God, he's going to come in. Um, I was going to say y'all Jay, he stands her up. <laughs> I love it that Debbie just calls and leaves a message and says, where the fuck are you? We had a date. Yeah. Where the fuck are you? We had a date. <laughs> can, we kill it now? Up the phone. <laughs> can we kill it now? And then I don't know if they should have said this, but then Vanessa. Can we get your shoes on. Get you. Okay, mom, let's go. Uh, Vanessa, like, I get it. You're being truthful. But then at the same time, she says. Oh, yeah. He didn't just go to voicemail. He actually totally uh, silenced your call. 
salt in the wound. I'm like, stop, Vanessa. And and she's like, yeah, he just ignored you. What are you going to do? Uh, and she's like, well, it hurts. And then Debbie says, I've been fucked, but not in a good and way. And I went, wow, I say that. And so uh, it's, it's just sad. It's sad it, because we've all been stood up before. It's happened to the best of us and to the worst of us. Uh, True. Um, I usually, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm in the Debbie camp of, of t- telling someone to fuck off if they're going to stand up, stand me up. Oh. Uh, I don't, there's, there's usually a good reason and they only get one chance. Well, and nowadays y'all, it's not like we live in fucking, uh, Sarah plain and tall where you have to like send a telegram or have Lassie. Like people can just say like, even the y'all, if someone can't tell you what's up in a text, then that really means, like Vanessa said, this guy's a piece of shit. And I want to say this, y'all, that if someone stands you up on a date, that type of person, you're you have been given a gift because that is just a just a spineless person yeah. who is either a horrible person or they're going through some shit that you don't want to deal with right now, and you were given a gift. They've told you how they feel. Yes. Move yeah. on. Agree. Um <clears throat> can we can we talk about something something even sadder than Debbie getting stood up? Yes. Oh, y'all, I'll be honest. Stephanie's this 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 season for Stephanie for me is really almost unwatchable. And it's not that <sighs> it's either that I think it's 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 two things. Number 1, I think it is pretty fake. Yes. Number 2, it is cringeworthy to watch. It's kind of desperate television. It's desperate television to me of her. Isn't it? Desperateness to be to be seen, to be validated. And like that's what this is about, y'all. It's not about her losing her chastity. It's like she is I actually feel empathy for her because I like I don't think she's like celibacy, not chastity. Or ch- celibacy, sorry, yeah. Um She's not an unlikable person to me, but I think what I just, if this hit me watching this, what's what I've always not liked about Stephanie is that she's exhausting because she's always saying, look at me, someone see me, someone see me, someone see me. But at the same time, she's a YouTube person who, who people see her all the time. And it just tells you, you guys, no matter what you think someone's life is like, who like you follow a YouTube person or a celebrity, you don't know what they're feeling inside. No, they could be, they could have millions and millions of subscribers and you're not going to know the absolute, like how lonely they are inside. Oh, for sure. And all of it is just a front. Yeah. And that's, that's the saddest thing about Stephanie. Um, so y'all, she's got a shark coochie board. She's got her shark coochie coochie board. And, her friend Heather's it's over been a there. few weeks we hear since yeah but it's been a few weeks since Steph ghosted her and I guess we're supposed to feel some kind of loss about Steph you know the same Stephanie who the the girl who did her hair and they took a bath together and then she they ate ice cream cones in the bed and she decided she needed to go home for work and apparently the the idea of trying to get her to cuddle eating nutty buddies on the bed turned Stephanie turned Steph off and she never heard from her again. Well, 
I will. I don't blame her. And also, y'all, I said it. Seth fucked herself because now she's got to find another hairstylist because her hair looks great. Hope it does next time. True. True. Oh. So, y'all, what other way to lose your celibacy than to have a barbecue and invite all of your friends? <laughs> you- I None of these looked like the, her friends who we knew before who also were influencers. I guarantee you Heather's an influencer as well. Probably. And everyone looked like everyone looked like um an extra from a from a uh let's see, it would be like a soul asylum video. Everyone was it was yes. like no, even maybe or maybe even later than that. Like what's like a two thousand six, two thousand seven band? Oh god. Um I don't Smash know. Mouth. Maybe. Maybe. Um uh, or or uh, or maybe like three eleven, uh, uh, Fallout Boy, something like that. Everyone were they around then? No, they're they're actually still around. You didn't oh. know, but yeah, they were around then. Yeah, but they're they're still around. Like they're still doing stuff. Um, uh, but I just want to say, was this a costume party of dress like this time? I think it might have been, but it wasn't brought up. So she's wearing a choker. Which everyone looks like it's very hot topic, uh, and I assume that the guy Fred, we, we with the the we're, we're she's basically said, and Fred, it's coming to Heather, and later on, this is I, I'll talk about the party later, but 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 Heather said she's telling she's telling to Heather, and Heather is basically saying, you're inviting Fred. Oh my God, now I have to have exposition about who Fred is. That's the guy who you. Alma, he was your first blowjob. Well, it was her ex-boyfriend from high school. <laughs> like, so it's somebody that she knows. It's her ex-boyfriend. But yes, it was her first blowjob, her first kiss, and the first penis that she ever touched. And she said, I'll never forget it. And do we ever forget the first penis we ever touched? You know, that's a really good question. It 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 does feel like when you do touch your first one – that you, <laughs> that Sarah McLaughlin in the arms of the angel does play. It does play. Um, <laughs> it's true. Wow, I've ruined that wow. song for everyone. Wow. That by, by the way, y'all, if you don't know that song, you know that song's about. It's about uh, uh, drugs. drugs. Yeah. It's about someone being addicted to heroin. Yeah, yeah. So, so if I haven't ruined if no, if I haven't ruined that so- song for you now. Then by talking about penises, I've ruined it now by talking about heroin. Well, isn't it from that movie where <laughs> Nicolas Cage, where he plays an angel? No. No. That's, um, no, no, no. That's that Goo Goo Dolls song. Oh. I, Maybe, no, no. I thought and that now was. Now I'm doubting that... myself. Who knows? You're not a good authority on these things. I thought that was, doesn't he, that movie that he plays, what's that movie, uh, Nicholas Cage. It's with him and Meg Ryan. Uh, City of Angels. Yes. I don't think it's in there. I never saw that. That looked bad. No, the Goo Goo Doll song Iris is from City of Angels. And I don't think they want the world to see me. And I don't think that they'd understand. It's a great song. Wow. That's a really... I'm looking up. This is a really good soundtrack. This is like... um. Uh, that that's where Uninvited Alanis Morissette is on that. Yes, Call I remember that. Feeling love. 
And I'm right, Sarah McLaughlin Angel. Really? You are? Well, I, I'm impressed. Wow, look at that. But the Goo Goo Dolls song's on there, right? Iris is on there. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, U2's If God Will Send You His Angel. Sending all you angels. It was just every song had to have angel in it. Angel, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to buy this soundtrack now. <sighs> Let's move on. Um, Let's move anyway. On. She also says they tried to have sex, but uh, that it didn't work. She, she gave him a consolation BJ. Um, and she, so she says, which maybe been there, y'all. I've been there because sometimes you're gay and sometimes you had Taco Bell and you want to have butt sex and you weren't planning on having butt sex and you can't have butt sex when you had a double decker taco with extra sour cream. So you give a consolation blowjob. Wow. <laughs> True. Go ahead, Poodle. <laughs> I'm sure it's so sexy when someone says, I can't have sex with you because I've had a d- triple-decker taco. So you've never been in a situation where you realize you're about to fuck and you go, wait a minute. I had Indian food at lunch. No, I have, I have prepared. I've been thinking about this, and I take the necessary precautions. But what if you go out? Sometimes, though, it just happens. You go out on a night, and you're, I'm going to go to you know what? Cantina and just have it. Did you always just take, were you just one of those bottoms who was always taking a fiber pill and eating hard-boiled eggs constantly? No, but you have to, you would think about what you would eat. Or you wouldn't have sex. You would you wouldn't give him a blowjob because you're always you're already full. You don't want like it hitting the back of your uvula and you like ralph it on him. <sighs> We've gone down a road. We need to move Sorry. on. Sorry. Um, but she she says that maybe later, maybe all these years later, maybe he can he he was the took some of my virginity and now he can take my celibacy. And she's like, the universe is telling me that, honey. Don't tell the universe what you're, the universe is telling you. The universe is like, I got nothing to do with this. I got nothing <laughs> Don't to do look with this at me. girl. And she's got all these expectations on a party. And y'all, I'm going to tell you this from experience. When I had, a, when I had my, my very famous middle school parties in our backyard, don't have expectations because I always told myself in middle school, I'm going to have a girlfriend by the end of this party and have my first kiss. And it never happened. <laughs> I think there might have been underlying reasons why that didn't happen. Not that just your parties were lame, which I bet but they don't were. Don't have those eggs. Oh, my parties were famous. Did you just play Whitney Houston? Okay, so Stephanie, let's get let's finish this up. <laughs> um, y'all, she's so they come over and Fred so, comes over. Um, Poodle's not going to admit this, but in 2004, Poodle would have been all over Fred. I will admit it, and it's sad. And I can, I, I, I think you're right. Uh, Fred looks like uh, a hot topic uh, shift manager, yep. uh, mated with a vape pen. Yep, mm-hmm. it's really bad. It's really bad. Um, yep, and you would have tried to blow him. And he smells like old weed. Yep, and old spice. Yep. Ugh. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, so he's also got that quasi bobcat cold weight kind of voice like yeah. this. <laughs> um, With this, it's like kind of New Jersey or New York act. Like his opens his mouth and he sounds like a guy who should na- be named Maury, who works in like a soup and like a, a soup vendor or something. But he it doesn't match his yeah. appearance. 
So later on, you guys, they're talking, they're having, they're kind of flirty, and she's being her, the fakest flirtiness that, it, yeah, it's so funny. I, 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 I really encourage everybody who who didn't who hasn't read that Medium article. We should post it, um, or maybe we can put it in the show notes. We put it in our story. Uh, that Medium but article about the guy who notes. dated, yeah. But the guy who dated Stephanie, whose name was God, I forgot his name now. I think David. Um, but he went. He went. On, he went on the first date with Stephanie. Yeah. Uh, the, that in the park, and and he said it was it was interesting to talk with her because you knew she was doing this for the show. You could kind of see it in her responses. Well, he talked about her being a different person. He said that they were kind of like talking normal, and then as soon as the cameras turned on, it was like sexualized, sexualized Stephanie, and. Right. Yeah. And you guys, what does that tell you? It's almost like she thinks that's that's what she needs to be on camera. Um, and also I want to talk about she is she's she's talking to I think she's sitting there with Fred and she's like, he's kind of saying things like blah, 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 blah. I, you know, I I think blah. And she's like, let's take a bath without she gets she wants to make everything sexual and because he's just said before that you gave me my first lap dance at 15. And I, that's why I know we've y'all, we've talked about this before. We've talked about this before at 15, her wanting to give him a lap dance this. And I, I don't, I, I do not want to, I do not want to put that, put it out there that it was sexual abuse or, or some kind of abuse, but everything is pointing to it. I'm just like, it's like a flashing light for me. This kind of overly sexualization is childhood. Don't you see that? It's driving me crazy. Yeah. When he said that too at 15, I don't, and I don't mean it as a judgment way. I just went, went, wow, that's like really young to be that brazen sexually. Um, yeah. And so. Um, it, especially it, in so the early it, 2000s, it, y'all. Especially in the 2000s. Yeah. Now, who knows? Um Actually, I think she's only she was poodle. She was fifteen in like two thousand eleven. Remember? Oh, remember she's younger poodle. We're old. She's not our same age. She's only like fucking twenty five or something like that. She's thirty something. Uh, I don't think she is. I googled um, Stephanie from Ninety Days, and it says she's fifty-two, and it's the wrong step. No, um, <laughs> Stephanie that's is Sip. She, that's Sip is fifty-two, and that's no way Sip is fifty-two. Ain't no way. Yeah, she is. She is twenty-four years old, poodle, like twenty-five. Wow, so 10, that's this is only ten years ago. So this is yeah, this was in two thousand eleven, but still. But uh, we we still think some something went wrong, y'all. Because at, when she said, St- "I, I want to take a bath with you," I went, "Stop the bus!" In the words of Deontay's mother, "Stop the it, bus." It might not be sexual abuse, but we also we haven't. If I don't remember correctly, we haven't heard or seen anything about Stephanie's father. Yeah. So um, there could be she's very close to her mother. So there could be also just kind of like feeling unloved. Maybe her father was involved. I don't know. We go in, we, there's all these theories that we could go into, but regardless, the fact that she just saw him and it's been years and she just jumped into like, do you want to take a bath? That was, that's such an intimate thing. And I get that you like baths, but I was totally, when she said that, I went, whoa, because think what a bath you guys, first of all, you don't have clothes on 
And and I guess you're covered up by bubbles, so there's that. But at any moment, you're you're naked, so close to each other in proximity, and you're touching. It is like, a super intimate thing. Like her taking a bath is what it. Uh, uh, po- Stephanie's taking a bath is poodles. Let's make out in the car. Yeah, and I and I personally think even even uh, even for me, a bath is a little much. Like right there, but I mean, I mean, even, you're even making, I would say, okay, let's pump the brakes. But no, but I'm saying, like, you're making out in the car is like you've known somebody a little bit, you don't know them that well, but you're like, hey, let's make out in the car. You're not going in their house. It's like kind of your first like foray yeah. into 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 sluttiness. Yeah, I know their name. I know, you know, I know their name. I know but their I, name. I think that's a great kind actually of. most of the time. Not most of the time, I think that's a great step though. It's pretty harmless. Where a bath is like, whoa. We see next week they are in the bath. You're right. I don't think next week is the finale. I'm 100 percent wrong. But every time we see an episode with her, I get so much more concerned for the problems she has. Like, and none of these are going to be, and I, we've said this before, none of these are going to be, are going to be either addressed on this season. And it's so hard to watch. I think with Stephanie, just as when I put on kind of my therapist hat with her, you know, if I had someone that came to me and said, Hey, I've been celibate for a long time now, and I'm ready to break that celibacy. I would I would question and say, like, where where does this desire come from? What leads you, leads you to believe that you need to break this? Because emotionally, she's not ready. Her emotions are telling her, hey, I'm not ready for this. I don't feel comfortable with it. I don't feel safe right. with this. So I would want to explore those, all those feelings. And then the physical can come after. But I'm afraid of, like, I would be afraid of, telling of her having this idea of I just got to get it done and I just need to fuck someone I feel like could be swallowing down emotions that are trying to come out that need to be felt and that's what really it 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 just like I have empathy I know she gets on a lot of people's nerves she doesn't get on my nerves I actually kind of just want to like hug her and tell her it's okay to be you wherever you are and you don't have to be anything for anyone else because I think that's a constant loop in her head I I have empathy for her, but she infinitely frustrates me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mostly because I also feel like this show is not done to show her dating experience. This show is for clout. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to be okay with that. It is. And to, it, it's, yeah. So that's, that's kind of why, why I'm there. It's the whole, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of I'm fine with her selling her farts. Do it, do all you want. I don't care. Um, but this this I this this her behavior on this date and her saying take a bath, let's take a bath, just freaks me out a lot more than selling farts. Which a lot of people suggested to me I should do after seeing me accidentally fart on Poodle on our Patreon. So thanks for that. I was I'm so glad to be. Everyone has said how much they loved it. Um, I'm glad we're that kind of show. It's, <laughs> I didn't think we were, but oh, well, oh, oh, wait, Y'all, and then we that got, I'm done. This show's over. We got, we got to go because I think I just heard another gunshot. So, um, <laughs> y'all 
prayers for Poodle. Hashtag prayers my for mother's Poodle. Gonna, my mother's going to feed the birds Oh, soon. God. That is not going to be like Mary Poppins. That's not going right, to be y'all. a beautiful moment. It's going to be, come on, bird. <laughs> Eat this food. Eat this food. <laughs> Muffin, get out of here. Stop it. Stop it. All right, y'all. Um, we, we know that there was yeah. maybe a little bit of a lag. I've tried to fix it as much as I can, but if you if there was a little bit of a lag in this episode, we apologize. Poodle's gonna go to his brother's house to do the next show. So next time we'll just have his niece running in screaming. <laughs> I cannot promise anything with my niece and nephews. Our, hopefully. Oh, all right, y'all. We go right. to our website, realitygaze.com. That's where you can see our link tree link for our live shows and things like that. We our shows are still a go. We're being very aware and very concerned what's happening with Omicron. And no matter what, your safety is more important than a show for us. So, but we are as of right now, everything is still on. And so you can get tickets for that. You can also go to our Instagram, Reality Gaze Podcast. Our and for that'll be the if you want if you have purchase tickets and you want information on what's going on with shows that's going to be your first kind of line to get any type of news going on with us yes um and yeah like like you just said we are we're we're being especially with chicago and new york then being so close uh out we are we're monitoring all of that very closely so stay stay tuned to our insta or just listen to the podcast, or we're even putting it on our Patreon as well. Yes. Now, we call these people Lonely Hearts because, Poodle, aren't we all just Lonely Hearts looking for love in all the wrong bathtubs? Yes. And if you have concerns about cockadoodle, or crockpot, or cockamamie stealing your girlfriend, call us. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.